0: I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders so they can inspire others. I'm proud to let you know we record the Business Builder Show in the studios of 94.3 FM, The Talker which is part of Bull Goal Media, and we are in Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find our show and many other fine shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. My special guest with me today is Brian Ebersall, and Brian is the Senior Director at Springboard Health, which is powered by Geisinger. Hi, Brian, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you
1: so much for the invitation to join you today.
0: Yeah, and this is rare. Most of our guests are calling, so it's nice to see somebody right here.
1: It's good to be right here in Scranton,
0: Pennsylvania. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Another shout out for Scranton, Pennsylvania. Okay, I said the words powered by Geisinger. So tell me about Geisinger, Geisinger Health Systems, whatever the right phrase is. Tell me about that. Product, that company, Geisinger. So,
1: Geisinger is a 100-plus-year-old organization that started in north-central Pennsylvania um, and is an integrated healthcare delivery system. So, not only is it you know, hospitals and primary care offices, but it also has specialty care. It now has a medical school, the Geisinger Commonwealth School of Medicine in Scranton, as mm-hmm. um, now part of the Geisinger family. It has offices all the way in Atlantic City, New Jersey, as part of Atlantic Care. There's opportunities in Central PA at Holy Spirit. So, it really brought together... A a region of the state to be able to provide care for over 3 million patients um, as well as having a health plan that ha- covers about 500,000 lives. Did you say 3 million? 3, 3 patients? million Is patients you said? are impacted are by you the sure Geisinger Are you sure you're footprint. right
0: on that? Uh, that's the number they told me. <laughs> I believe it. That's a lot. Um, and there are lots of employees at Geisinger. Yeah, 30,000-plus employees. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, we're in our town. Again, this show, the Business Builder Show, goes out nationally. Uh, you are a local boy, if you will, and we have. But this story is much bigger than than our region. That's why I wanted to have you on, because what you're doing in Springboard Health, I find um, just absolutely exciting and, and, and fantastic. So we uh, know Springboard Health is powered by Geisinger. So, where did the idea of Springboard Health start? Where, where, where did this all start and, and when did it start?
1: Yeah, so Springboard really came about. Um, and one of the reasons why Geisinger is such an important connector to this and where I think it actually starts the story is that just recently, Geisinger was named one of the top five innovative healthcare entities in the country. So, whenever they surveyed, you know, 300 plus business leaders in health and healthcare, they actually identified. Geisinger is one of the most innovative. Hmm. And I think that really stems from a conversation and from the leadership direction of someone like Dr. David Feinberg, the president and CEO of Geisinger, who actually, um, in working with the team that he had started to pull together whenever he joined Geisinger a couple years ago, really thought about ways that where is that impact potential? So health is not just going to be about the care that you receive whenever you're in a healthcare facility. It's really about the opportunity to take care of the whole person. Mm. That eighty percent of the the health of an individual happens outside of a health the walls of a healthcare facility. And so pulling together that group to really think about how do does he leverage the opportunities that he had and the connections he made with players all over the country in yeah. lots of different spaces yeah. to bring it together to think about and really to envision. Ken, not Ken, how do we make Scranton, Pennsylvania, the healthiest yeah.
0: place in the country? Yeah, we'll and, get to that. I, 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 we'll get to that. But let's back up for a minute. Yeah. Um, Dr. David Feinberg, his we were lucky to get him to northeastern slash central Pennsylvania. But where did we recruit him from? Yeah, so Dr.
1: Feinberg <laughs> came from UCLA and yeah. a health, major health system out in in Southern California.
0: Yeah, so uh, their loss is our gain, right? Absolutely. Two
1: years ago, that is already? Uh, it's probably been about three. Three? Okay. Three years since then. Yeah. Um, and really an opportunity to, you know, he chose to come to North Central Pennsylvania, just like I chose to come to Scranton.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Okay, so... Um, So for the business audience, I want you paying attention to this. This is a business show, Brian. That's why you're here. Um, I I, I love the model that you're building. It so happens that you started Springboard Health or Springboard Healthy Scranton. Mm -hmm. I think that's what you're calling it. Let's start with something. Let's do the obvious thing. Why Scranton? What's the model? Other than you're kind of close here, but I believe you have designs or this model is going to go out to a national group or audience, whatever you want to call it. So why Scranton, Pennsylvania? Absolutely. It's because Scranton looks and feels
1: like a lot of other communities across the country. So communities that have had their opportunity to boom, Um, and drop off, maybe even several times. Scranton's been through a a revitalization or a reinventing of itself a a couple times. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that makes Scranton so appealing is that it's small enough to be able to be considered a population. So there's 76,000 people that live in Scranton, but it's large enough that you can actually be able to see and duplicate the efforts in some other community. Mm -hmm. So because of Scranton's size, it just fits that idea of being able to impact change, measure the change and be able to then to duplicate it in other communities all over the country?
0: So let's get into some specifics. Um for instance, there's different things that you've done here. Um we can start any way you want, but uh I, I guess I'm kinda hung up on this healthy food access thing, you know? So uh, talk to me about that. Again, we'll, we'll bounce around a little bit, but uh, this is all under the category. And by the way, there is a website for uh, Springboard Health, Healthy Scranton. Give me the right website so that people can see that. So it is springboardhealthy.org. Springboardhealthy.org. Okay, great. Uh, go there now so you can look and see what's going on while you're listening to the show. But pay close attention to Brian. So let's get into some specifics. Um, you can start anywhere you want. I guess I'm really hung up on this whole idea of healthy food access. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that.
1: All right. So whenever we're thinking about or whenever we're developing a new initiative, especially if you're going to engage the community, which is the concept behind Springboard. So how do you convene a different type of conversation? How do you pull all of the right players into the dialogue? How do you engage them in conversation and help them to come past their own barricades that they put up that is the protection of their own Mm -hmm. piece of the pie Mm -hmm. and really come to the conversation that says, here's the pie that we have and how do we make that um, have the most potential for impact within the community. And so food was the first thing because who can really fight about food, you know? (laughs) So unless you're really opposed to people having healthier food options, it really allowed people to come to the dialogue. And it wasn't where there was going to be a lot of opportunity for change or new infusion of resources. It was really just to be able to have the conversation. And so the first focus was, how do you convene 50 plus stakeholder groups to have the conversation of what is healthy food? What does that look like? And then how do we begin to optimize the availability of food within the community? So Mm. one of those places, (laughs) is through food pantries. So those individuals in our community that are food insecure are accessing services through a food pantry. What can we do to actually help to increase the number of healthy food options that are available there? So we brought the group together. They came up with guiding principles, and we helped to then align the distribution of resources that come from state and federal food dollars to actually align with those same guiding principles so that organizations that are making food available here, can you make healthier choices here Mm -hmm. can you get access to refrigerators to actually be able to store healthy foods or fresh foods Mm -hmm. a little bit longer Mm -hmm. so how do we start that conversation and then taking it to the next level which is okay so now that we've got the guiding principles can we have a conversation about making food be medicine
0: yeah and so pause on there for a second because that's an important thought process Food as medicine. So I interrupted because I wanted to make sure people heard those words. So go a little deeper on that thought process. You got it. So at Geisinger and Springboard, we firmly
1: believe that food can be the medicine that people need in order to improve their health outcomes. Hmm. So the concept of springboard is we're looking at how do we move the health of an entire community. We're going to do that by looking at individual segments. And so the concept of the fresh food pharmacy was created um, in Shimokan, Pennsylvania. So yeah. a, a small community in which it really came around the conversation of how do we make these healthier food options available? And how do we make sure that people that need food in order to improve their care, So if somebody has diabetes, we know that they are going to need to improve or change their diet Mm -hmm. or be managed by medications. Mm -hmm. And so can we actually give them a prescription from their provider that says, here, go get to the fresh food from the pharmacy? And Mm -hmm. can we actually have a nutritionist and a social worker and a a primary care doctor work together to actually define the menu that they get, which will improve their health outcomes? And now we've been able to see the outcomes improve in over 100 patients. And it's not just the food for the individual. So where we take it kind of that next step farther, which is that concept of springboard, how do you take an idea and accelerate it or or catapult it forward? And it's really that then we provide food for the individual who has the condition, but also for the entire family. So it's yeah. not just about giving them access to one or two meals. It's five days of food, two meals a day, plus the so, staples of a basic and really really helping them to change the way that they think about food and the way they consume food for their
0: health. Okay, so I know data plays an important part of this. Again, we're only talking about Scranton, Pennsylvania right now, but this is a model that can be taken any place at any time. Well, in time, I should rephrase that. So uh, let's go back to the data collection. Where did you start? And and really, the outcomes is a healthy Scranton or a healthy community for all kinds mm-hmm. of reasons. So talk to me about how you collect data and why that's important for, for the future of what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. So anything that we're doing, everything that we're working on under the the concept concept or auspices of Springboard is really based on that fundamental piece of let's make sure that we're gathering the information from the start, but we're not going to delay implementation till we have the data coming through. Mm. So it's really about how do you gather the the right information or gather as much information as we can from the start. So for something like the fresh food pharmacy, it's looking at the health outcomes. Mm. So what is a basic demographic profile of the Of the individual, you know, age, sex, race, those kind of things, Mm -hmm. but then putting that together with their clinical outcomes. Mm -hmm. So having them share their clinical information with us to understand what is their A1C level? What is their blood pressure? Where where are those other health and biometrics coming into play um, and then tracking them over time? And now it's the opportunity to say, okay, so we did that for the patient but we're supplying food for the whole family. Can we now gather that same information on members of the household to see if we can actually create change at an earlier stage. So we Mm. know that a lot of families pass down diabetes and heart disease and all of those other things. And so how do we take the step back, give them the resources and the information that they need at a much younger age and really start to change the health profile of our community? And we're going to do that through, you know, we take this for fresh food pharmacy. But as we think about, you know, precision health, health and genomics medicine and the information that's pulled out of that. And then we think about something like a Transformers project where we engage people around health healthy behaviors, all of them will have data elements that we pull together and really creating what we're calling the springboard index, which is Mm. these pillars that look across the community, pull in from a lot of data sources that not only do we have access to here in Scranton, but you have them in every other community. So you're creating something that is easily replicable. It's not a data survey that we're doing only in
0: Scranton. Right.
1: It's really looking at the data that's available from other organizations.
0: Yeah. So business community, listen up. So a healthy community means a lot to the business community absolutely uh, i mean it's just let's just connect this directly the direct line to that
1: stay here for more of the business builders show
0: with marty wolf my friends at nastpartners.com asks you who will take you there the Predictive Index allows you to decode the complexities of your people and realize what drives workplace behaviors so you can ensure alignment, reach your team's true potential, and achieve your business objectives faster than ever. The Predictive Index uses proven science to help you manage across the hire-to-retire life cycle with scientifically validated workforce assessments that provide high-impact insights in minutes. That's the Predictive Index. Learn more at nastpartners.com. That's my friend Dave Nast at nastpartners.com. That's N-A-S-T, nastpartners.com. My guest is Brian Ebersole, and he is the Senior Director at Springboard Health. Give us your website again so people can learn more. Sure, it's springboardhealthy.org. springboardhealthy.org. So I want people to go there. I want, to, I want people to learn what's going on here. I'm proud to say it's in Scranton, Pennsylvania, because I don't hide that. We say that at the beginning of the show, that this is recorded here, but we go out nationally. I like to share this story with everyone. So, um, so I'm looking at some other notes here, and uh, you gave me lots of notes. Thank you. <laughs> I read most of them, Brian. No problem. I think I'm ready. Um, here's something that we should talk about. You're talking about springboard connections. And one of the things you have down here, I guess we should talk about this, is the opioid challenge. So that's in everybody's radar today. Absolutely. What does what you're doing connect to the opioid challenge that we're facing?
1: So as an organization as a healthcare organization geisinger has been in this space for quite some time and really thinking ahead so how do we actually start to change the the dynamic of a community and so can we as a healthcare organization begin to look at the prescribing patterns can we actually define and have a common definition of what pain should be expected after a surgery that you're not going to be pain-free and we're not going to give you enough drugs for you to feel pain-free and we're not going to continue to increase or to flow drugs into the system that may or may not be related to an individual's addiction. Yeah. And so can we change the conversation in the healthcare setting? Remember 20% of it happens in the healthcare facility. Mm. Can we start to change that conversation Well, we really have the rest of the 80 percent of the time. So can we have drug take back programs? Can we have opportunities for family members to drop off drugs that are no longer used or that they are no longer have a need for instead Mm. of just storing them or instead of having them? available? Can we have a dialogue that says what types of medication assisted therapy is needed for the the members of our community to actually deal with and go through that recovery process? Can we make health counselors and social workers and community workers available to actually begin to wrap services around individuals? Mm -hmm. And now can we have a conversation about, you know, young women in our community who are addicted but are also in the process of, you know, carrying and delivering babies and what does that impact mean and how do we provide the service Mm. So that their recovery, um, you know, if, if they've chosen to go into recovery at that prompting of now having a baby come into their lives, can we actually work with them to mm. Keep the recovery in front of them and to make sure that the recovery sticks. And so all of those things coming together and really looking at an entire continuum of care related to opioids in our community. We have higher rates in every community.
0: Obviously, it's a national issue. And you you can
1: look and see the pockets across the community of those. Yeah. So how do we start to have that conversation? And we call it a connection because it's something that allows for Springboard to really convene a different type of conversation. Yeah. Um, And so it's not that we're trying to simply protect. Protect the footprint that we have within healthcare, but it's really about bringing the best resources and the best ideas, seeing if we can test them in a small pocket of the community, and then quickly roll them out, not only in Scranton, but in the entire region and across the country. Absolutely. And where all of this becomes really important is, imagine, you know, all of us have health workforces that we're dealing with. So how do you consider the health of your workforce? You know, and a lot of employers in this area, at least, come to us with the conversation, we're really struggling with getting people to pass a drug test. Yeah. We're really struggling with people that are smoking. We're really struggling with people. That's who... a universal issue.
0: I, co- I so have it's... clients across the country. You got universal it. issue. It's happening Issues. everywhere. Yeah. So
1: it's really important for the business community to stay connected to all of those efforts that are taking place. And it's not just about treating them once the addiction happens, but how do we actually create a, yeah. a system that is in place yeah. um, and supports individuals through that process?
0: You know, the words that keep coming to my head is root cause. Causes. I don't know if that's an accurate thing, but I, I that's what I'm thinking about. That's what you're addressing. That's what we have to do. You know, what's causing these things? What's, the, what's our, what's our uh, likelihood of something? And if we start identifying, getting data points and, you know, the food and, and controlling and the other things. and, and Education. How important is education through all this? That's what you've been talking about, right?
1: Absolutely. And it's not only education of, you know, what are the right types of food choices to make, but even looking at education as a connector to health. Yeah. And so when we think about it that, you know, can we actually change the delivery of educational services? Can we work with the high schools to actually engage people in the idea or the concept of becoming a healthcare worker? you know, in 10th and 11th grade and now create a pipeline for them to actually stay connected to something like a medical school or one of the health allied health professional careers, get them connected, have them connected and make sure they're actually meeting the educational requirements in those fields so that they're ready to become the future healthcare workforce of our
0: community. This is a gigantic vision. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud that it's coming from Geisinger because this is going to impact our nation, Brian. I'm saying that I, I know you agree feel more. that way. You're, you feel yes. strongly about it. We've chatted before. Uh, I, I'm so I'm so thrilled that we can share this information on the Business Builder Show. Again, my guest is Brian Eversole. His official title is Senior Director at Springboard Health. Give us your website again. It is springboardhealthy.org. Okay, we only have a couple minutes left. Here, here's where I want to go. This is a big vision. This is lots going on. Are you having some successes right here in Scranton, Pennsylvania? we're having a lot of successes
1: and it was (laughs) was interesting because just this morning I was asked to kind of pause because we've been casting the vision and casting the vision and this is what it can be and this is what it can look like but what does that mean right here Um, and so some of the successes you know so we started small so we um, found out that there were a hundred flu shots in our community that weren't going to be utilized and partnered with Walgreens and our local food pantries to actually deliver flu shots to the hundred people that come through food pantries they're gonna be high-risk individuals in our community and we were able to actually get them the flu shots leading into flu season. We were able to actually develop with Penn State, Scranton, you know, a community survey. So as people came through our uh, family to family food distribution that's done by the friends of the poor in our community, actually, we were able to ask questions of the people standing in line to understand what does food insecurity look like a little bit more specifically in our community. We've now been able to take the conversations around healthy food access and realign the resource allocation that's done by the United Way for um, state food dollars And actually distribute them based on those guiding principles. All of those things, they're they're small things, but they really start to add up. And it's about how do you do and pull all of these different levers within the conversation that are going to move the dialogue to a whole new place? Because, again, 80 percent of what happens to an individual and their overall health is going to happen in the community. It's going to be based on their economic and, and social determinant factors that are out there. And so how do we start to get into all of those
0: spaces? Wow. You need to pick up your enthusiasm for this a little bit, I Brian. Try you know, every I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you got to pick it up. So, Brian Ebersall is my guest. He is the senior director at Springboard Health. Um, can they reach you directly if they go to your website? Can they find you directly? A Absolutely. Contact page or whatever and give me the website one more time.
1: Yeah. So, it's springboardhealthy.org. And if you click on the contact, you'll be
0: able to, to get my email and my contact information. Sweet. Um, our business audience, Business Builder Show audience, this is, uh, I feel like this is a unique service, if you will. Brian, and bringing Brian on, and again, I'm proud he's from Scranton, Pennsylvania. This has national implications. This has so many implications for business. So, Brian, thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Absolutely, and look forward to being in communities all over the country with many of your
0: listeners. Excellent. Thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Reminding you to find all our shows and many other great shows at C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show, but stay tuned for information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network. Bringing the business classroom to you, it's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio Show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.